All right, welcome everyone to the second episode of the After Hours Podcast. I know it has been a while since the first one dropped, um, since December, if I'm not mistaken. So it's been like about two months and a half, if I'm, if I'm calculating correctly, right? Um, a lot of things got in the way, of course. Uh, mainly school, I guess, and also like the holidays, obviously. Um, so since the first episode dropped, uh, Christmas, you know, New Year's, um and like getting back into like college just everything got in the way right my co-host anthony is uh not gonna be present for this episode unfortunately we had been planning to record this for a while but you know just things got in the way so i decided you know what i'm gonna make a update episode i guess kind of catching up and you know where the podcast is gonna be moving forward right or where it's headed i guess like the first thing that i wanted to talk about you know was the super boom um but we'll talk about that in uh in a little bit there's a few things also the second episode was meant to be a review or an analytical on men on the moon three right we were gonna do that i do have some notes on that but we didn't really fully cover it and i don't want to half-ass it right um what else what else what else well mainly that's that's everything right um if episodes are not being dropped regularly it's mainly because of school or other projects uh, Anthony, Anthony and I have, you know, going on, right? Um, but if you're here, you know, welcome to the second episode of the After Hours Podcast. You know, whether you're cleaning, driving, working, or, you know, just simply tuning in for the fucks of it, you know, from the comfort of your house. I want to appreciate you, you know, like you're here, you're listening, you're tuning in. So let's have a good time, right? So first things first, the, the Super Bowl, right? The halftime show. This was over a month ago already, February, what was it, 9th or 7th, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I'm gonna be, I don't I don't want to say like, it, it's definitely not the greatest halftime show, you know, not by a long shot. Some people were saying that, I think. Um, obviously, it wasn't, I think, definitely one of the best shows from the last decade alone, you know, it was Katy Perry's show entering with like a big ass freaking tiger in the middle of the field and i don't feel like anything has topped that since right but um you know in defense of the weekend you know it was created or formulated in a way to be more convenient for the people watching at home especially you know for covid precautions and whatnot um the field itself didn't you know have the full capacity i think it was only thirty thousand people when the stadium itself can hold up to ninety thousand or seventy thousand um so definitely the the halftime show was more um prepared for the the audience at home since it was the vast majority right the the stadium was barely at a never mind uh, i'm reading up on it right now uh 20k capacity when it can hold uh, a little bit more than 100k so you know it's definitely a one to five ratio and the majority of people were going to be watching from home anyways uh that's why it was not as big in the field as other performances. You know, that's why the camera follows him constantly throughout the whole show. You know, if it was a full capacity, right, a regular, you know, halftime show as any of the other, it would have had a main focus in the middle of the field, I would say. But um, since, you know, creating a stage and the props and everything within like 10 minutes or five minutes, you know, between quarters, uh, it takes a lot of people and currently right now it would also take a bunch of uh you know covid tests and precautions so 
you know, that added to the the experience being a little bit less extravagant. Um, so that's why, you know, throughout the show, the camera focuses on the weekend. Uh, the stage is not as big. And that's why, like, even Abel himself directly looks at the camera because he's, you know, looking at the people uh, that are watching from home, you know, because uh, basically the halftime show was, you know, prepared for them. Um, but throughout the performance, I, I enjoyed the song selection, you know, starting off with uh, Call Out My Name, then Starboy, you know, uh, Earned It, Can't Feel My Face, going down to the field, starting with House of Balloons, uh, and obviously finalizing it with Blinding Lights, which I'm assuming, like, most people have heard at least once during the radio. Uh, at first, it was definitely one of my favorite songs, but then it became a little bit overplayed, but, you know, that's fine. I, I feel like the show, if anything, because uh, I heard someone else say this, I forgot who, but they were saying how, if anything, the show was for the fans, <clears throat> like the true EXO fans, as they, you know, so call themselves, right? I feel like anyone who listens to The weekend or, you know, enjoys his music is a fan, right? Um, but considering, like, once he went down on the field and he played House of Balloons, I'm sure 80, if not 90% of people who are watching, they didn't even know what the song Hassle Balloons, uh, you know, was or is, um, yet alone, like, the album itself, right, or the mixtape. I definitely enjoy that, and I agree that maybe the show was truly made for, like, the actual OG fans, um, considering most people would not know what House of Balloons is, right? Which, if you haven't heard it, you de definitely should. It's my favorite song from the weekend, number one. Uh, I would also recommend listening to Trilogy, but... That's besides the point, right? Um, I also saw some people saying like, oh, it was a meme that was being shared around, you know, saying how like, oh, he only has one song. I'm pretty sure they were referring to Blinding Lights. Obviously, he has had way many hits with uh, within other albums, right? Um, but that's the one that has been popping up recently. And if you honestly like, do think that, you know, that's the only song that he's known for, you should... <laughs> check his other albums, and also even the After Hours album, right? Um, the After Hours album itself has a bunch of really good songs that, you know, should be heard at least once, right? As well as some people were saying, you know, he's always wearing the same outfit, which is the, you know, the red blazer, the, the red suit, right, with the, the black shirt, tie, and slackers. Um, that's mainly his, I guess, cinematic experience that he's been creating with uh, the past music videos for his After Hours uh, songs, right? Like Save Your Tears, Blinding Lights, Heartless. Um, they're all following a story. So if you watch them like chronologically, you know, it moves on from one video to the next. So that's why he's been wearing the same suit for a little bit over a year now, because he's trying to create a, a cinematic experience or world, you know, within his music videos, which are cool as well. I, I feel like if you haven't, you should check them out or, um, as well, right? Um, what else? I feel like the audio, uh, I could tell as well, as long as other people pointed it out, that the audio was a bit low. I'm assuming this was due because he wasn't lip syncing or, or anything, right? Like he was singing live with his actual vocals. Um, so that might have been you know, part of the problem, if not, like, straight up just, uh, an audio problem within the, you know, the people working, uh, for the halftime show, right, but, uh, 
I feel like overall it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Definitely not the best, but definitely not the worst either. Um, and then the bandages worn by, or the suits as well, by the backup dancers and whatnot. That was perfect in my opinion. And obviously, like, the bandages are part of, like, the cinematic, you know, world he's creating. But I could also tell that it was a, a covert precaution, right? It was a face mask. That, a face mask, I mean, that was essentially what it was. Which was pretty clever, mixing uh, both worlds, right, to still be safe uh, amidst COVID. Which, by the way, it's crazy how this past Wednesday, the ban or, like, the mandatory requirement for face masks was lifted in Texas. So, you know, it's pretty interesting, but besides the point. Um, but, yeah, that's basically everything I have to say about the halftime show and in his defense and everything. My main points would be, you know, for you to listen to the other mixtapes, albums that he has. Uh, oh, yeah. I for, one point that I forgot to mention is that he himself spent $7 million of his own money to make the show the way he wanted it to be. Uh, in a recent interview, um, I think it was a late night show. I don't remember which one, but they were interviewing Katy Perry and they were asking her, you know, like, how much of your own money did you have to put in, especially with like the giant tiger and everything? And she had said that she never spent a dime out of her own pocket. So I guess Pepsi or the NFL were really slacking with the money provided, considering if it was a smaller show, in my opinion, in comparison to Katy Perry's. Um, but yeah, that's my opinions on the halftime show. And, you know, that's my defense for the weekend, right? Um, aside from that, like another news, also like the... The snowstorm that hit Texas a couple of weeks ago was pretty crazy. A lot of people lost their power, their you know electricity. Some didn't even have water. It was just chaos, you know. It just comes comes to show like that Texas is really not prepared for a snowstorm. It happens every now and then. It's very rare, which also makes sense. Why would the government you know invest in uh, precautions for snowstorms when they're super unpredictable and you know, far apart from each other. So it's not something that happens every time that it would be necessary to invest money and in like, you know, infrastructure for snowstorms, if that makes sense, right? Um, another thing that I wanted to talk about was Man on the Moon. I covered the majority of the album. I'm going to pull it up right now because I forgot some of the names for the songs. Um... I just want to say that overall, I really like the album, especially like the second half. I feel like that's when it gets really good. The first half has some good songs or some really good songs, but I think like the seventh and eighth track are just not it. Um, it's one of those albums that I would recommend experiencing with um, either AirPods or like a headset, right? Because um, the audio shifts from left to right. And you can definitely tell, right, when it's moving from your left ear to your right ear. And I really like that when albums do that. Starting off with, like, Beautiful Trip. Um, it's just an intro, 30 seconds long. And before switching up to the second track, like, it does this thing where it's like a countdown, right, for, like, a spaceship, I'm assuming. And it's just saying three, two, one. And it's moving from your left ear to your right ear and... I really like that because then it kicks off the second track, tequila shots, and it, it gets really good, you know. Uh, it also dives deeper to, like, 
Kid Cudi himself and like what he's dealing with with like mental health problems, uh, addictions and whatnot, which was also covered in Kitsy Ghosts, the album that he had with Kanye West, which if you haven't heard, I would also recommend um, the lyrics themselves for each of the tracks. It just dives deeper into that. Um, like the first half, if I'm not mistaken, the album is actually broken down into acts, you know, like act one is Return to Madness, which perfectly describes the, uh, the songs from that section because he describes Kid Cudi going back into his old ways and habits of partying and drugs and whatnot. It also, the, uh, the album itself also has a bunch of, uh, samples. There you go. Um, they have a Scott Pilgrim, uh, sample. They have a Tame Impala sample, you know, a bunch of different, uh, samples that go really well into the album. I don't want to dive that deep into it because I'm not really analyzing the whole album. And like I said, I don't want to half-ass it. Uh, the best songs, in my opinion, has to be Lord I Know, which is the last track. And the worst ones, in my opinion, are Heaven on Earth and Show Out. Uh, Show Out has a feature with Pop Smoke and Skepta. I really don't like it. Um, you know, like it goes hard, right, I guess, but it's just not really my style um in my opinion like the best part of the album is from track number 10 to like the 18th which is the last one uh the feature with trippy red was also really good and for the kids which is like the second to last uh, track is also one of the best ones the void definitely 10 out of 10 another one and the outros and production and and this album is just amazing i gotta say like the vocals that Kid Cudi provides, you know, with him humming or just vocalizing is amazing. It's just super re relaxing and chill um, in comparison to the first album we covered, which was um, Savage Mode 2. It's definitely more softer or more chill in comparison. September 16, another amazing track. Like I'm listening to them right now as I'm talking about them, right? Um, but yeah, super relaxing, full out, like just vibing to this whole album i gotta say so i would recommend listening to it i give it an eight and a half or an eight i still haven't decided but it's really great um other than that i think that's everything that i wanted to talk about for the moment it's gonna be a little bit of a short episode in comparison to the first one but um i just wanted to catch up with you guys let you guys know that we are gonna be working on more episodes hopefully they're gonna be more frequent um but yeah, I, I think I'm not sure what's going to be covered next. I just finished watching WandaVision. Great show. That might be covered. I Well, I want to cover that, obviously. Um, I would also like to cover the weekend's discography. Um, considering it's the two-year anniversary for Juice World's Death Race for Love, that would be an interesting one to cover. Godzilla vs. Kong is going to come out this month. So there's definitely a bunch of things I want to cover. So I hope that the third episode or the fourth or, you know, whatever moving forward are going to be dropping soon or more frequently, at least rather than, you know, having to wait two months and a half or, you know, a little bit more to get an episode. Um, but thanks for tuning in if you're listening right now. Uh, this episode is very much being recorded in the after hours, considering it's 5 a.m. Um, so I hope you enjoyed the ride, you know, like, it's been fun. I like doing these episodes, you know, doing the research for the albums, 
uh, and just having a platform or an outlet to you know just talk about random topics is fun so if you enjoy this i hope you tune in for the third episode whenever that drops or whenever that comes out but for now this is goodbye i hope you enjoyed the episode um i know we covered a couple of things and it might have seemed a little bit rushed but by the next episode everything will be way more organized than like the first episode um we might cover an album or a movie or even a game but uh we'll see how that goes um, I hope you tune in next time, and goodbye.